Uh, dear, dear listener of Bad Boy Running, a grave mistake was made by the uh, the D-Badders this week. And for the first time in the show's history, we have factually presented information that was not correct. So uh, we, we had to do like send our apologies. Apologies to Mr. Matthew Smith of South London. He did, in fact, stop for a beer at the Hash beer table running the marathon. Seriously, it can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jodie Rainsford and David Hellard. What we're going to do, hello listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to do a competition for people to actually come up with, what is the, what is the way that we should start a podcast? It's been I like think that lo- was perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I, how does... Um, how does Serial start their podcast? They've got some really cool music. Welcome to Serial. I know they've got little quotes. It's like, but I can't believe you went to the car park. But there was no phone in the car park. Yeah, well, when I first saw Nan, he was, he was like everyone liked him. But then blah, 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 blah. So we need little, quote, we need little snippets of like the, what's going to draw you into the episode. Oh, okay, what we'll do is we'll get uh, producer Eddie to uh, we'll add another layer of complexity to what he has to do by getting him <laughs> to choose the most inane quote from the podcast to tease yeah. people in. Would it be to the normal theme tune, or would it be like the? Well, we've we we came to we came to a decision, didn't we? That I, I actually think we do need a new theme tune, and the new theme tune should be um, it should be reggae based. Whatever, oh, yes. it has to be reggae based. Um, Can somewhere. we just buy the rights to Pato Banton's back catalogue? I don't. I'm sure. How much should that cost us? It'd be I'm, like twenty p. <laughs> I don't know. I bet it'll be more expensive than than you think i don't know i don't even know how you go about the process of purchasing an official official song i hear lots of other podcasts who clearly uh, breach copyright by using songs that they clearly haven't bought the rights to well i know i know how we can find out the rights to pato banton <laughs> what we do is we play pato banton music and then when their lawyers come to us and say, what are you doing? You haven't got the rights to that. We'll go, yeah, we do. We bought the rights. And they went, no, you didn't because you didn't do this. And then we go, ah, that's what we've got to do. <laughs> um, there is actually um, a Pato Banton uh, like red phone that every time someone plays a Pato Banton song, it rings and let them know. It's a bit dusty. It hasn't been used for a while. Is that because it's the only time he can afford electricity? (laughs) (laughs) The house lights up for 10 minutes at a time. (laughs) Great. So we're going to, by now then, we're going to have had some amazing intro. Is is, is Eddie going to do it for this episode? No, 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 no. We're not going to do it. No, no, things. We can't, we can't afford it. We can't afford the intro. So what we're doing is, right. So there's, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of initiatives that we're using here. Um, we have a distinct inability to get a sponsor um, for obvious reasons. Oh, I've got a sponsor for oh, this no, week. No, no, I don't want to hear about... No, the problem is 
having a sponsor doesn't mean just randomly picking something and then no, no, this is a real one it's a real one no it, but the thing is it doesn't it, your sponsors don't pay the bills your sponsors get you something <laughs> for like the, for the duration of a race or the duration of this podcast it doesn't actually help towards the cost of the podcast you're holding up a drink here aren't you that you're going to drink oh, it's, it is a bloody for goodness sake <laughs> what well, my delicious Goodness shakes, protein water drink. Is, is so, that what you're referring is, to, Jenny? I mean, this is the t- this is a typical elite bullshit runner sponsorship, isn't it? Oh, what yeah, do you mean? I'm sponsored by so and so. I'm sponsored by so and so. They gave you some free kit and, yeah. and some, and yeah, and now you're saying you're sponsored by them. I don't want that type of sponsorship. I want us actual like cash in the bank can pay to keep us on air sponsorship. How much if you sold that would it would it raise? You've drunk How, it now. I, You've yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, well, they they sent it to me before the MDS because um, I had to watch how much. Oh, I had to make sure I had enough protein, so I drank it then, and then I just forgot about it. So I left. I left the empty bottle next to my my bed, thinking I'll then remember for one of the episodes. And Claire's been asking me, why Why have you got this empty bottle here for the last two months? And um, obviously, I've been telling her I need to remind remind myself to order. For regular use, the goodness shakes protein high drink, whatever it's called. Uh, (laughs) Brilliant. I just, yeah, that was so impressive. Yeah, seamless, seamless. So we're sponsored by them for a week. Oh, so when you, wait a minute, I see what's going on here. You're doing this again. You go, oh, order, as in mention on the podcast so that I can go back to them and say, oh, listen to the next podcast. Yeah. I've mentioned a load of stuff. Send me a load of this. Yeah. I tell you, what, this sponsorship deal doesn't work out in my favour in any way. <laughs> well, what, why would you like to receive a crate of goodness shakes, high protein water, so that you can easily take whey protein isolate on the go, but with zero added sugar or fat? Is, is that what you're saying you'd like? I don't even know what. I don't even understand why why you need it like that. I don't, why don't you just take whey protein isolate normally? Well, you could, but you can just buy this and drink it. It's easy. See, you're actually being brilliant at being the counterpoint on me then just jamming in. How much this. does that cost? How much does one of those cost? Do you even know? It, um, it reta- retails at all... Um... Yeah, I don't care where, at all money <laughs> shops. But where, how much I have no it idea. You're like royalty. You've got, you know, it's like that politician question, how much is a loaf of bread? <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't pay for any of it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm running royalty now. Well, if you'd like a if you'd like a loaf of Hovis with extra seeds, walnut encased uh, bread, then that costs you one pound ten. See, I can get Hovis now. See, whatever you oh, ask. Okay, now this is what you want to do. Seeing as you 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 need to actually make your sponsorship in a little bit more benevolent. You need to you uh-huh. need to be getting stuff for do badders and getting the sponsors to send stuff to do badders so that they can independently review them. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? That's, yeah. That's, and look, just think of the goodwill. The goodwill that you build up through that. But or, the do-badders always come back with horrific reviews. Well, that's... A horrific review of something that makes someone laugh is always much better than an averagely good review that no one takes any notice of. It's true, it's true. I that mean, is, that's that why... Is true. That's why you got more than one day at university, isn't it? 
Right. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? What are right. we talking about? Right. So theme this is tune. What we've done. No. So with theme tune, we were talking about the theme tune. Theme tune. Um, we we might end up having to sing the theme tune again. Um, that's a distinct possibility. Which that was actually quite popular. Oh, um, we could get the two batters to sing the theme tune. We could do, or we could just buy a theme tune that we like. So, oh, yeah, so this that's... is it. So what we do? So what we do? So we've got we've got two things on the go. At the moment, I was going to announce that we've got the t-shirts up for sale, seeing as everyone was getting on my back about it. <laughs> and now, <laughs> I think I think the demand was slightly pent up because within about two days of like putting them on sale, like, I was overrun with orders, so I had to limit it for thirty. <laughs> so if you haven't bought a t-shirt, don't worry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sort out this. I, We've turned from becoming a podcast to a bloody t-shirt distribution company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it becomes incredibly difficult when people then decide to use every medium of social media to, to, to pull their order together. So they'll send you an email, or you'll get something on PayPal, they'll tell you their sizing on Facebook, um, and then they'll start contacting you on Twitter about various things as well. So this first 30, we're going to sort those out get them sorted, and then um, we're going to open up the orders again. It'll only be a few more weeks, but um, just so I can handle doing the orders that we got at the moment. <laughs> Unbelievable. We should have, I should have outsourced. I didn't realise didn't realize that they were going to be that popular. Yeah, well, I mean, your mum's bought 25, isn't she? So that always My mum doesn't even know this podcast exists. Does My she not? Oh, thank God. I know exactly after some of the stuff we've said. <laughs> <laughs> but what are we what are we talking about this week? Um, we are talking about well, there's several things we're talking about. We're going to be talking about beer lovers. We oh. need to talk about that. We also need to talk about interaction on Facebook, oh, and okay. more importantly, the new initiatives that we've had. And, uh, and and quite frankly, we all need to up our game. I, I think we need to up our game in some ways, but in other ways, the do badders <laughs> have been performing. <laughs> I think that it, if you could have a wave of apathy. Is, it, is there such thing as a wave of apathy? Is that too proactive? It would probably be like a mild ripple a of ripple, apathy. A ripple of apathy towards the book reviewing. Um, the book reviews, just recording a book review, and I, I do you think no one wants to do it. Seems. Surely that would be the... I thought it would be the easiest thing. Everyone would come home drunk one night and then go, let's just do this. Or get their mate to do it, or just stop someone in the street and do it. And no, it's no, so it, easy; it takes twenty seconds. All right. The problem is, the the thing is, you kicked the process off with that utter abomination. But I thought if you set the bar low, then everyone goes, oh, "I can do that." I don't even. The thing is, I've been thinking. How, I don't even know how to follow it up. I had an idea with it. I just don't know how to follow it up. I don't uh, know how anyone follows that up. Um, well, if, if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, don't research it. <laughs> yeah, don't research it. This was, this was David's... After winning... After our only victory at the, um, at the running awards of winning a bunch of uh, books, David's idea was what we'll do is we'll give away the books, but in order to win the book, you have to review the book. And, of course, if you haven't, don't own the book, you haven't read the book, which makes it even better. So you're doing a fake review of a book you've not read in order to win it, and you're doing it on video. And so yeah. this was the idea. So if you do... We'll post, post up the, the name of the book, record yourself on video, post it to the Facebook group. The best um, review, uh, I think we're going to vote on it. Yeah. Um, and the first one was Bushel's Best Bits. Uh, Mike Bushel was the uh, presenter who, weirdly... Weirdly, after us, um, you know, talking about him in slightly unfavourable terms, 
is like one of our only eight <laughs> followers on Twitter. But he followed us before it was published. He just knew. <laughs> he knew this was coming. He knew that it was going to... It was going uh, to. I have no idea how he found us because that we weren't officially at the running awards. So he must have just googled everyone running and just followed everyone. Unless he's a genuine fan, he could be a genuine fan. I can understand. It's very important for a, um, a sports journalist to keep his finger on the pulse. And we are, <laughs> we are the, um, we well, we're the fringe of um, of sports podcasting. So we're talking about Mister Mister Bushel. Yeah. So his best bits. Yeah, so if, in order to win um, Bushel's Best Bits, you have to do a review of Bushel's Best Bits. Uh, I keep thinking it's a DVD. It's one of those, it sounds like one of those, you know, football, uh, football compilation DVDs. It's, it's a Danny Baker Danny DVD, Baker, yeah, it? it is. It sounds like it. What, what, what is actually in it? What is a book? What's... Actually, I've, I, I mean, did you not, did you not see the review? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you're right. We don't want to... <laughs> We don't want to. Um, we don't want to prejudice this. So, so we're keeping we're keeping this open for another another week or so, and um, really would encourage anyone to try and try and best your. Uh, well, you're the winner. You, you've won the book. But you're yeah, giving, so it's a new competition. New competition. It, it's now. a new competition. So you're giving it away. So we start start from scratch. So the review just has to be. Um, hi, it, my name's so and so. I'm reviewing random review for Bad Boy Running podcast of Gary Bushell's best bits, and then just make up anything about the book. I think the the more detailed the stories you can talk about, or what the best bits refer to, the better. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to point out at this stage that if no one enters, um, like for the next couple of weeks, don't think that we're going to forget this. We're going <laughs> to we're going to keep persisting till this happens. <laughs> Yeah, we're persistent to every single one of these books. Has in fact, gone. we're just good. we're gonna we're turn we're gonna turn into a, a book club. <laughs> we're like a t-shirt manufacturing club. We're turning we're just turning into a media company, media and merchandise company. In fact, we're gonna actually read out the book. Oh God! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> sort of in the shit Jack and Ori. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should do that for some inspiration. Maybe you at should read out could, a line or two. We could record them one at a time. It would be really what? easy. We could, we could get like 50, 50 episodes uh, so quick. Imagine if you recorded unofficial audiobook versions. <laughs> <laughs> but we do them in our slightly <laughs> racist accents. <laughs> with your, for no reason. With your, own, with your own annotations. Or your own sarcastic uh, lilt on it. <laughs> I think we should oh, try. I met Muhammad Ali. Oh, that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty nice to, to see how much you could change the actual the context of a book just with sarky comments. Oh my goodness! This is changing right, we, we should do what we should do is we should get some of like the like top um, running books and. Um, yeah, just go through them in our in our own way, like um, the Dean Karnazes ones. Uh, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the one that um, that irked you last time? Um, the uh, is it Running Free? Running Free, yeah. Well, in fact, it really irked one of our uh, one of the bad boys, one of the do badders. He'd said that it was the most pretentious book he'd ever heard, and he he, he said he quite happily listened to this podcast. Week in, week out, if all we did was slog, slog, slag off that book. 
I love it when someone hates something that much. Yes, it's what, it's what being British is about. Oh, you, yeah. Well, it's not really that it's what being British is about. It, it's so un-British. No, you hide it. No, no, you, oh, hide you would it. hide it. There would be like this, like that, that fury that you'd probably go into bookshops and rearrange it just, to, just, for, <laughs> just for its sales to diminish ever so slightly. In fact, let's, uh, that's, that should be our mission. Oh. Whenever we find this book, we have to move it into what section of the bookshop? Um, so it's pretentious bollocks. So it needs to go into poetry. Poetry, yes. It has to go perfect. into poetry. Um, yeah. Poetry or fiction. <laughs> fiction. Um, hmm. Self help. Self help. Yeah. That's a load of bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Let's put it in poetry. Poetry. <laughs> we'll post it up again. We're gonna we're gonna pin it. We're gonna pin the post as well, so there's no escaping it every time you come into the Facebook group. And by, the, <laughs> and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not in the Facebook group, you really ought to come in. How many people have we got in the group now? I've no idea. I think probably four hundred or so. Yeah, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good number. Um he says, not knowing. Where is it? And actually they're surprisingly funny. Well, for example, to give you an insight into the lives of people in our group, we found out today that when we've been referring to Andy Parry's wife, <laughs> it's actually his sister. We didn't really explain that very well. Oh my god! How? <clears throat> what makes me? No, wait, there's a couple of things there. One, Andy hasn't listened to half as many podcasts as he. As we think he has, <laughs> because we've been referred to him, his wife for a lot longer than that one episode. <laughs> I'd say she's almost the third presenter. I would of bad boy running. I would. I'm, I don't think we should change it now, just because just because Andy's decided to add some sort of factual input there. I think he, she's known as Andy Parry's wife from now on, whether you like it or not. But I think it is what. I'm confused whether, because I think it is his wife who's been doing all the sarky comments, but for some reason he's married to his sister. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't he from the West Country? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do know he does circus skills, which to me implies he's a carny. Right. And carnies, I think, are probably likely to be doing that type of thing. Right. So it all makes sense in my mind. Okay. Okay. So that's the kind of insight that you get from the Facebook group. <laughs> Just to explain how factually inaccurate we are. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, I've just remembered. I promised someone I'd, I'd make a, I'd, I'd start this episode in a certain way. Well, you've completely um, ruined I've that. I've that up, haven't I? Yeah. I, um, so... I, I need to. Uh, I need. I, maybe ed, the, the magic of our editor can uh, Eddie can can solve this. So it was meant to start by me going, uh, "Dear dear listener of Bad Boy Running, a grave mistake was made by the uh, the do batters this week, and for the first time in the show's history, we have factually presented information that was not correct. So uh, we we had to do like send our apologies. Apologies to Mister. Matthew Smith of um, South London. He did, in fact, stop for a beer at the Hash beer table running the marathon. Oh. Which is pretty bad for me to say he didn't. Oh. Have people been spitting at him, throwing stuff he, at yeah. him? 
more well, more so more so than normal because he's ginger. But uh, yeah, they, well, I mean, it helps it helps the fire out from uh, his burning skin. <laughs> but um, he he did he did stop at the beer table, and I I was only given the money for the first one through because he asked them to give it to Street Child instead oh. of. T- Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, was, oh, oh my he was, goodness. He was such a good guy. It caused me to then. He's charitable. It was charitable. Yeah. He, did the, he did the right thing. And then how did you repay that? By sullying his reputation. Yes. Yeah. So oh. for the first time in bad boy history, we have factually You're, got something factually incorrect. Eddie Izzard. Are you saying Eddie Izzard doesn't? <laughs> You're the equivalent of Ezzy Izzard, that's what I'm saying. Oh, come on, I don't kill children. <laughs> you pretty much did. You... That's awful, so, that's awful. Well, Mr. And, Mr. And, Matthew Smith, we apologise. And the best thing about that is that you, you can even be bothered to um, write that down or remember to do that right at, right at the top of the show. But, but I can, I can, I think, to be fair, we're probably even, because this is, this is breaking news to you, He's now dating my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think we're. I think we're even. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, does it work like that? How does that work? <laughs> what is this like? Made in Chelsea or something? Is there some sort of trade-off? Yeah, my reputation sullied, but you get to go out with my ex-girlfriend. Well, I've I've sullied, sullied his reputation, and he's now sullying my ex-girlfriend. So. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, what were we on about? Oh, Matt Smith. Sorry, sorry for sullying your name. Um, he did indeed stop for a beer on the uh, on the Mount London Marathon, and was uh, the first hasher through to uh, to finish. So, congratulations, sir, and congratulations on the new lady. Well done. Um... <laughs> so, what, 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 um, beer lovers, let's talk beer lovers. Yeah, let's talk beer lovers. So, um, where to start? First let's... question: Is it your mo? to turn up literally two minutes before a train leaves or a plane leaves. Is that normal or is this, this just very specific to beer lovers? I, I, do, I do like to make the most of my time. Often that means, yeah, leaving things to the last minute. My God. But, but I, knew, I knew what time the train was and I knew how long it was going to take me to run there. So I was always in control of the situation I felt. I tell you what, it, for everyone around you, it's it's like why. So this is this is the situation. So um, I um, I uh, got up to. So we went by Eurostar to um, Brussels to Liège via Brussels, and um, we're all going by Eurostar. So we're meeting up with um, Pete, Scott. You were meeting as well. We're all on the same yeah. train. G Law. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know G Law was 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 supposed to be on that uh, train anyway. So uh, so yeah, so we get there. So I get there nice and early. Um, then uh, then Pete turns up, has a problem with his ticket, can't get his ticket. Eventually, you know, it gets to about, you know, it gets slightly past the time when you're supposed to check in. <clears throat> I think, um, oh, Dave's leaving it a bit late. Can anyone get hold of him? And like, none of us can, none of us can call you or get hold of you for some reason. So, okay, well, let's, let's go through and we'll wait on the other side. And we've got like, you know, 10 minutes or something before it leaves. I think, oh, well, you know, so we all have, we're all sat there drinking. I think you I mean, he, he really is leaving it late. I mean, it's like, it's like five <laughs> minutes to go now. <clears throat> and pretty much everyone who bored him would still sit at the, you know, sit, sat, sat around. I'm like, oh, well, well, maybe he's already on the train or, or, or he's coming on a later train or something like that. And literally, as we get up to, to walk up the stairs, I can see this, 
white mop of white hair, sort of like heading towards platinum blonde, platinum blonde, platinum blonde heading towards the uh, the uh, the gate, and uh, and there you are, yeah, you appear with them literally on the platform, last person on the train holding a box of Jaffa cakes and a load of uh, Cronenberg. Perfect. You see, could you have asked for more? It was very impressive. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was one hell of a start to the weekend, wasn't it? That, that journey. Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. So we just went straight to the um, food carriage or whatever. I've our, never uh, been on a, a Eurostar before. Have you not? I That's know. why I, I just I forgot that you had to check in. I thought you just got on a train. Oh yeah, so it's still an international departure. You still have to go through um, uh, passport control. You had that weird passport control, don't you? Like you go through British passport control, and then you step forward like two steps, and there's a French bloke in a <laughs> in another thing, and that's French passport control. Yeah, uh, it is very weird. But yeah, and. Uh, but no, it's good, and so and that's it. You're on a train, and then you cross borders and stuff. That happens all the time in Europe. It's not. It's, it's a bit unusual for us. But the, I mean, we 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 got on the train, started get uh, tucking some beers, and pretty much getting excited about it. We'd had a WhatsApp group of City Hash. Quite a few of them were there. Uh, quite a few of our other friends are flying in. A few do batters, and they'd been on it for some of them, you know, two or three days. Oh, yeah, there were lots of people were already there, weren't they? So so when we were on the train, we almost felt as if we were on catch up even though we were still half a day until the, the main event. So you, you're suddenly like, oh, come on, let's go on it, boys. Uh, you're feeling, do you know when you're thirsty? Because you've been looking at these beers that everyone else has been drinking for the last two days. <laughs> what was brilliant, it was, it was such a good laugh just catching up with those guys anyway, but we got to, we, we got to um, Brussels, switched onto another train, and had no idea that, Supposedly, our tickets were only useful for a certain oh, type yeah. of train. Yeah, we've got different like express trains and stuff like that. So it was like our tickets only useful for local train. But this, um, yeah, the guy let us on the express train. Well, I mean, he was one of the greatest <laughs> ticket inspectors I've ever met. He came round and instead of, I, I, I'm so used to getting fined or getting in trouble with guys over here, and they've got no humour for it. But he was—he looked at him and said, oh, "That's fine," and then just started telling us about all the best breweries, which bars we should go to, what the beers were like. Um, he almost joined us for a bit. I mean, he was there for kind of ten, fifteen minutes, having a great time with us. He was such a legend. Yeah, it was like he was reeling off beers that I mean, like there was a lot of them I'd never heard of before. But it was you know things that things that we would consider strong in the UK. He'd be going, "Pah." Puh. Yes, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a breakfast beer. Puh. You just you you drink that to wash your mouth out before you had a serious beer. And he had an amazing uh, uh, moustache. Oh, amazing! Wow. I mean, if every train conductor could be one man, I, he was perfect. I do I do distinctly remember that we were we were in a very very good mood um, uh, going over there, and the staff. On both the Eurostar <laughs> and the and the other the intercity train, um, I couldn't tell whether they thought we were funny or they hated us. It was very very difficult. A very fine yeah. line. Well, they didn't really know how to react. I don't think they'd been in a because we we weren't rowdy like, and annoying like a stag group, <laughs> weren't we? Well, well, no, okay, we were we were rowdy. We were, well. <laughs> 
we were, we were we more sophisticated be- type of rowdy. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sing- we weren't chanting England songs. We were singing. Uh, what, what was the song? There's like a song that we always kept singing. It was like total, total eclipse of the heart. It was. That's, <laughs> That's right. We just see, always seem to end up singing that because Scott kept putting it on. He's got that portable music thing. Yeah, he's got his little speakers on his bum. But we, um, but we were being so enthusiastic and smiley and positive. They didn't really know what to do about it because they were, they were. You could tell they're thinking, I, I probably quite enjoy this if I wasn't working, and I'd quite like to get involved. But then, it isn't the done thing? Isn't the done thing? And they were getting quite confused as well because we had so many Cronenbergs, and they were serving Cronenberg. And I don't think they knew the rules whether you're allowed to bring your own Cronenbergs into the, <laughs> into the bar or. But the yeah, you know, when we got there. Oh man, I mean it was horrific, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It didn't look it looked it was like raining. Um we walked out and there was a what's supposed to be a beer festival, but it looked it, it looked like the zombie apocalypse. Um yeah. people looked absolutely you know, miserable. Um there was no music. Because what you do, you came out of the station and then you, you basically walk through the square and it's like a nice looking place. Yeah. But just this beer festival, I, I still don't quite know how the beer festival was related to the race, whether those two things were related or not. I, I'm not sure they were, were they? Yeah, you, I wasn't, yeah, you couldn't tell if they'd been organised by it or they'd coincided. I'm, assume, I'm assuming they've they actually coordinated it to a certain extent, but there didn't seem to be a tie-in from one to the other. Yeah, but this, we, this wasn't Oktoberfest. That's <laughs> why this wasn't yeah. October. It was more like, I don't know, it was... It was it didn't look encouraging. Yeah, the trouble it was, it was it was overcast, it was raining, it was cold, and so you got there and no one was there. There were just there were some beer tables and some beer areas, but if it's freezing and there's just no one to talk to or there's no energy at all, you think, oh shit, has this been like this all day? But thankfully, the guy had recommended as a bar, and and we ran into the organizer as well. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, of course. He was on his bike, wasn't he? Which I forgave him for. He needed to. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so enthusiastic because he he was just so excited about it. What what a great guy! And so he then directed us to this pub that the the conductor directed us to. Oh, it was great. So so we were then joined by Crack, who'd been the first person to buy a pass. So he, they'd had one, two, three, the organisers, so he was number four. So they were excited to see him. We were then joined by some of the hashes. And this um, this pub was brilliant. You, How many beers did it have on the wall? 20? It had a list of, like... there was. A, I don't know if there was anything apart from that list, but that list was about 20 beers, and that's what, that's what we decided to uh, work our way through. Yeah, so we just went, right, eight number ones, eight number twos, eight number threes, and because it's such a small place... The, in fact, before we go into this story, we got a bit a bit lucky with our hostel, didn't we? With our accommodation. Oh my God. So oh. the situation with the hostel was a little bit weird because um, for some reason, David, uh, being extremely organised, managed to book the hostel months in advance. As soon as you know, as soon as we knew the beer mar- beer lovers marathon, booked the hostel well in advance. Great, got eight people in the, into a room, absolutely perfect. Turns out, like literally three days before. Um, Someone points out when uh, David Lee's like, um, that hostel's uh, 150 kilometres away from Liège. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you, I, I was bricking it that week because people are so used to me organising everything and they, they just put complete faith in it. They don't check anything because they know oh, it's all right. It's a princess production. But I must have... Um, I was on Google 
I googled for places and it had come up with the hostel in Liège and I'd even told everyone yeah well, this is the hostel I've booked booked this one but there must have been something on the website where I thought I was clicking into a room of that hostel but I was maybe clicking into a advert for a completely different hostel so then we had this frantic search and the trouble is Liège isn't very big and there were no rooms oh. in any of the hostels any of the hotels any Airbnb campsites there was nothing at all no no there was nothing I, I, looked, oh. I, I was looking around I was just thinking I, I don't really know what happens now yeah same because it, it wasn't even as if we could buy our way out and just suck it up and go to a you know, five star hotel or uh, there was just no the, no options and then I chanced across a random website that still had two properties just because probably no one had ever found this website Oh, thank God. And, and they wouldn't let us have it for, there were going to be seven or eight of us. And it, this was a six. So I said, is it okay if it comes for a seven? And the guy then cancelled it and said, no, sorry. So I didn't tell anyone else that happened. And I then said, oh, actually, our friend, he's going to stay in the, another hostel with friends. Um, but, oh, man, we managed, we managed to get this, an Airbnb equivalent. And wow, was that awesome. Oh, man, it was great. It was. I, I. I don't think I have ever been somewhere that has been so perfectly placed for yeah. uh, for a marathon. And this is this is saying somewhere. I, when I went, when I did Paris, Paris Marathon once. I had a hotel on the Champs Elysees, which is uber convenient. And this was even more convenient. We literally, when we had to register, we walked out the door, turned left, and it was there. And then and three doors down. And then when we when the, the actual the day of the morning of the race, which we'll talk about, but you could just we just stepped out and you know it was there as well. It was just it was brilliant. Don't tell anyone where it is though. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I mean, that first night was epic because you had all the groups coming together, and we had some do badders that didn't really know people. We had some people from. Um, the obstacle race community. We had the hash coming together. We had random friends of mine on Facebook. And because what, there were what, what I liked about that was the fact that we were in that pub first, and then and then we, like each group came in and they were like greeted in until we eventually ended up filling that pub with everyone that everyone that was you know there for the for the beer lovers. And it's such a great atmosphere when you are a pub, when it's just all your friends yeah. who a lot of people have met each other at Medoc or at slightly different events, or some people had just known each other through the group. They didn't, never actually met, and so you could see you could see the the delight and the horror in the bar staff. They realised, <laughs> oh my god, this is never going to end. I mean, what time did we finish that night? I have no idea. It was brilliant though. They they um, I don't know what number we made it down to of the twenty, but we we. I, still, don't, I don't think we even came close to getting to to no. even like to like two thirds of the way through. They, like, the beer weren't they weren't even that big of measures, but they seemed yeah. to be like really really quite powerful yeah so i mean it meant when we woke up i've, I've got a little video clip i'll, I'll post that actually in the in the group and you, you can smell me through it. Oh my God. our eyes and cool i mean we've been we've been drunk at a medoc before in the morning yeah. but you get up crazy early you get up at what, 5 30 6 o'clock you go down for breakfast, you then go to this place, you get in the buses, there's a journey out. Whereas this, we left the house at something like 25 past 8 or 25 past 9. 
and it started at half nine. We left the ha- we left the house with five minutes to go to get to the <laughs> to get to the start. It was quite incredible. It was so close. I mean, it was two streets away. It's in- just amazing. But then when you got there, <laughs> we used to Medoc, which is eight to ten thousand people. Yeah, and all the coaches come in. And it's it, over, it takes over this town. So we got there, and how many people would you say were in the square? Well, I don't know. It didn't seem like it just. It, it seemed like a hundred people or something. It didn't seem like <laughs> there were. It, it seemed so empty. It was like almost the the inflatable uh, race arch was 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 dominating the amount of people. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the other thing was there were so few people that um, the, the, the crowd of people that were at the race start, the bus could still drive through the middle of it, around the roundabout. <laughs> it was, <laughs> there were so few people. It was, quite, it was quite impressive. But it was at this point, um, I don't know why I decided this, but spurred on by you leading the London Marathon for the first 600 metres, I wanted to lead this race yeah. for the first 600 metres. I don't know why. I don't know why I, why, I, why I thought, one, I wanted to do that, or two, why I was even capable of doing that. Well, you were, weren't you? Oh, I tell you what, though. I went off so quickly, I thought it was going to fall over. You know, sometimes when you run so fast that you, you get slightly scared, you're like, God, I didn't actually realise how fast I'm running, especially when you're hungover as well. And I thought, I'm going to, like, faceplant on the floor. It's going to be the most spectacular, oh, like, Oh, that would have been brilliant. I, I must have, I led for what must have been about four metres. Some other bloke was, yeah, I mean, I was nowhere, nowhere even close to leading it. The thing is, we, we ran on, for, we, we did run at the front for quite a bit, and then we stopped and waited. And that was the point when I thought, right, when, when are the serious runners coming and taking over the lead? And they just didn't come. <laughs> it was brilliant. There were no serious runners at all. No, it was good. The it's next good. people threw all fancy dress and it's just fancy dress, fancy dress, fancy dress. Because we were, we were both Dr. Evils, being Belgian. Um, we, Scott and Pete were uh, Star Wars. Pete was in Princess Leia. I mean, that was... That was impressive. That was sobering, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> this gold... Is it hot pants or... Yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't leave anything for the imagination. No. And... Um, but it was what was great about it. It was it was small and it felt quite exciting because of that. Because you're like, wow, this is this. We are this race. You didn't feel as if you were part of some oh, no, huge event. It was you're like we are making this race. It was it was pioneering. It did feel as though you were pioneering. Like you were, you know, that when you were going to stops, it was like the first. You know, this is. Yeah, our experience here is going to be it's going to be different from how it's going to be next time and next time after that. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. But. But weirdly, I don't understand how this happened. We got split up, like, really early. Yeah, we, you like, pushed the, on. What, no, but this is the thing. I didn't realise I was pushing on. I thought I was behind you. I thought you pushed on. Ah, uh, okay. Cause, and which is quite surprising, given how few people there were. But because it's, it, it's not, it wasn't a race where you were going down huge streets that go on for miles and miles and miles. So actually... You only really see people after a few miles who are, you know, thirty meters ahead of you, thirty meters behind. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, it must. It must have been where, like, the first step. So the, at one point, you hit basically that's the first beer stop, isn't it? Um, by yeah. the the steps, and they weren't too bad. Did you? Did you? 
run up them? Didn't you do a Strava like uh, record or something? Or you did attempt I was, to... That was the plan. I was I was going to Strava record up it. And I got about a third of the way, and oh man, my head was throbbing <laughs> and everything. I just had to lie down. So, yeah, I got a third of the way, and it's like, oh man, I'm not making this. And kind of conked out a little bit. I did it in about two or three stages because it was pretty, pretty high steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't like like massively like huge. I, yeah, yeah. I, but it's not. It's still, and it, and it was not. It was at the start as well, which is a good place for it to be. You wouldn't want yeah. that later on, but. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and so my my plan was this: was yeah. to just keep going as quickly as I could because I thought at some point I'm gonna suffer uh, with my hip or something. So keep yeah. going as far as I can, get as far along, so that if I end up having to walk, then I'm not gonna uh, incur the wrath. By then, I thought that would be fine. I thought I'd be struggling to keep up with you and everyone else, but that's not how it happened. <laughs> well, who are you running with? So, um, so I was basically running uh, almost like with Claire. Oh, okay, okay. So there was so Claire and Alicia. Basically, Claire and Alicia would they do this brilliant thing whereby mm. they would run into each of the uh, beer stops, and by the time I got there, they'd had like they were like about to finish their beer, but I got a cheer every single time I went into a beer stop. It was awesome, and people were looking oh, around going, why, they were there. Why, why, is he get, why is he getting cheered? Why, why <laughs> and they were, like, really loud as well. It was brilliant. Oh, quality. And actually, um, following anyone, those are the two people I'd have chosen, because they were looking pretty exceptional in their Batman outfits. They were, look, they were, they, they were pretty hot bat girls. Oh, yes, that's sure. But the... Because I, I, fell, I fell back quite quickly then, because... I didn't meet Claire until till the end. I don't think because we. I don't. I want to know at what point you can remember up to. Well, I do remember most of it. That's the difference between Medoc and Beer Lovers. So, Beer Lovers did back end the beer quite a lot. But what I loved about it is there were some miles where it felt like you were running through someone's back garden. Oh, the the, the route was was brilliant because yeah, it was. It was they right. This is how seriously they took it. They were shutting down. They were like stopping people on like dual carriageways, like main dual carriageways out of the thing in order to let us cross the roads and stuff. And, and they, this is it's it's not if you're a driver there and you've you've sh- shut it down, you'd be so pissed off because it's not thousands of people flooding across. <laughs> yeah, it's like three people dressed as Doctor Evil stumbling yeah. slowly in front of you. But I thought the. Um, like the mood of it was great that you know, yeah there's not like loads of people out, but there were a lot of people out like you know looking you know from their houses and stuff like that but the mood was great and so yeah so you'd be going up these steps and then you'd be going like what looked like through someone's back garden and then you'd be going it, it seemed to get all traily for a bit so you yeah, were like out the trail beautiful. and then you come down through what was like a sort of a sort of industrial estate like a sort of a industrial wasteland and then you'd be on the river and then you'd go through some historic centre and then you'd be along the river again they'd be on an island they'd be on a boat and it was it was really really varied I thought the route was really good and what was great about it as well because in Medoc you it, it's a big figure of eight and so if you want to if you don't want to do 26 miles it's pretty tough you, there's maybe one corner you can normally cut but they're pretty strict about it these guys quite often you'd be running out down a track doing a loop and then running b- back up the same track. So actually it meant that you were seeing people ahead of you, behind yeah. you, and if you wanted to, you could just 
just turn around, carry on running, and you suddenly save yourself yourself three miles here, a couple of miles there. And I, to me, that's how these races should be done because, yeah, the, the Beer Lovers Marathon, you, it, it should be a marathon for those that want it. But who, who cares if someone cuts them off and can't be asked and just wants to have fun and they end up doing 21 miles? I think that's so much better where people have got the, the ability to just take it at their own pace and then it's going to bring more people into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were. I mean, it was really good. So what they what they had is they had like twenty twenty odd beer stops, and at each beer stop they'd have it's a different type of beer. So I think the, the whoever the beer was was responsible for the stop. And you know, as usual, some are better than others. But there were some that were great. Like there I was, thought, um, nearly all of them were good. To be honest. The, oh, did you, what about the Ho Garden one? I love Ho Garden. Yeah, but did you go to the Ho Garden stop? I did them all. Well, I'm. Are you sure you did the Ho Garden one? It might have well, even been closed by the time you got there. What What was that with the Ho Garden one? It was on because it wasn't really the beer. It was some sort of Ho Garden sports drink. Oh, okay. Where oh, was it? It was all. It was over the you know like the final big bridge that you go over. Yeah. Um. It was just there before you got to the Chime one. Okay, so we, I think we would have done it. It, um, I, it was. It was pretty much closing down when we got there. But they had so they had like different ones, and so. There were some that were just brilliant. So some of them had music, some of them had other things, things like that. But there was one um, that you got to, and um, it was like so. It was like on an island, and there were two beer stops there at the same time with music and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and that was great. It was. I mean, it was just really, really good. It really, really well thought out. You think, okay, this is somewhere where you're going to stop for a little bit, and you're going to, you know, have a laugh with people, and yeah, you know, they've just thought about the setting really, really well. Yeah, and they they did let you take as much as you wanted as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so I, mean, I was running around with a glass for Ali and I by the end, and we'd just get there and top them all up. And that, that was a big difference between Medoc and here. Medoc, you do, I was doing a shot of wine. Sometimes I'd do a couple of shots, but I don't really like wine that much. Whereas here, I'd be drinking, you know, sometimes a pint. Well, probably not a pint, but... Oh, you could easy, easily drink like half a pint at each at each one, but more, yeah. you know. Some some would be cups, others would be that weird dwarf plate. Was it not dwarf gnome um, one? Whatever that one's called. Yeah. That, you know, there were there were proper glasses there and like music and stuff like that. It was great. But yeah, but that's that the best thing about it. They backloaded it so that in the mm. last like three or four kilometers, there were like five beer stops. So <laughs> there's a there's a beer stop two hundred meters from the end. <laughs> 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 and I and I honestly think so. We were. We were we were running um, uh, over you know over over sort of that long period and stuff, um, and then I eventually saw you again on one of those double backs just by the um, by the by the island, and you were you were clearly last. You were clearly yeah. the last person. Well, it it always seems to be the way at these events. I I end up running near the back anyway because I'm yeah. just messing around with friends, and then but I I always seem to adopt the. Because the stragglers seem to be one by one, and so I ended up with a, a friend of mine, Ross, who's he's certainly not in math and shape. And so I was running with him at the back, and he was taking it really slow. Yeah. And so by the time we then got to the beer stop, they'd be pushing for him to to leave because supposedly he had the back markers; he'd be timed out, and. So he'd start going because he wanted to catch up with his friends as well. Yeah. Whereas I was quite happy just so I'd come in and go, no, I'd, I'd quite like a beer here. 
and so I then chat to people, get myself a good sized decent beer. I felt a bit sorry for the bat markers because they clearly had been told they needed to keep well, six thirty pace. You never. The thing is, it's really difficult. You don't. I mean, I've not. I've not been in that situation before, and you can normally talk people around, but you don't know how serious those back markers are going to be. I mean, like my dog, yeah. they're pretty. They're pretty good, and they, you know, they they're experienced. They know they've got to cheer people along, um, but you don't know what the rules are on them having to clear the course up and stuff like that. Yeah. So how how serious going to be? By the time, okay, so when I saw you, yeah, it was clear that you were in a very positive state of mind. <laughs> and you had this brilliant message that you wanted to pass on to Claire when you said, can you tell, can you tell Claire something? And I'm like, what? What is it? Thinking you were going to come out, <laughs> come out with some uh, you know, beautiful, romantic thing about how she looks fantastic and you know, you're so pleased. She said, can you tell her to wait an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant strategy. So you just want, uh, want me to go and tell her to just wait an hour and a half at the next stop for you to catch up. Well, I thought she's going to be happy at a beer stop, and I'd like to you know, run a bit of her. That was the idea. <laughs> it was, it was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was just there was no, there was no romance about it. it was nothing. It was just <laughs> literally just wait an hour and a half. Oh, that's 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 great. That's great. Effectively, we did do that. So we we, yeah. we ran on. We ran on to the, the last few stops, and then we we were waiting around there for an hour and a half. We must have been on that last stop, two hundred meters from the line, for about forty minutes. There's some good waiting, beer stops waiting for there, waiting for people to come through. And I just it must. What time did you come through? Like seven twenty or something? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the poor guys. They they kept on they kept on saying, right. Sorry, mate. You're too you're too slow. We're gonna have to time you out. And I was, I was there to say, it's all right, mate, I'm sure I'll catch up. And they're like, no, man, you're not going to be able to catch up. You're too far behind. Like, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. And so I then had this, this moment of clarity, like, right, I need to prove to these guys that I can catch up. So then between two beer stops, did my hardest running I could possibly do. <laughs> how, did that, how did that feel and how did that look? It was... It must have looked quite funny because I wouldn't say that my Doctor Evil suit was was the, the best, you know, the best fitted suit I've ever had. But I was going properly hard. I mean, actually, I say that I felt like I was going properly hard. I've run with booze in me before, and you feel like you're one of the fastest runners on earth, and actually, you're doing like ten minute miles. Um, but I did. I, I properly legged it from because there's this great beer stop in a side street where they had massive wine glasses. I saw beer glasses that were the size, they're probably kind of three, four litre wine, uh, beer glasses. So I was drinking from those, having a great time. And so I then put in probably about a mile flat out. And so by the time they got to me at the next one, you could tell they were a little bit was like, okay, fair enough, fair bit of respect, but also, oh God, this guy's going to be a nightmare because he knows he can then just at any point leg it and yeah. catch them up. Because I was saying, don't worry, guys, don't go, don't worry, guys, I can do this all, all day. So, you know what, if you guys, guys need to go ahead of me, do that. And so we then spent, I must have caught up time at some point, because that was fairly, that was fairly early on. <laughs> Are you sure? The, oh, God, when you lot, and, came, over, uh, when you lot came in, well, I, there, was, there was someone hobbling. Who was the guy hobbling because he couldn't run, who came in like a half an hour before you? What did he look like? What was... I can't remember. It was Scottish guy. Scottish guy. Oh my god! But 
the, I, when by the time you got to it, so everyone came in, and you still hadn't you still hadn't come through that last stop, and when you came in and the back markers were with you, the look of the back marker they looked like they had just been in charge of a, a toddler trying to push a toddler. <laughs> they looked so exasperated. They were so fed up with you. I just oh, look no. on their faces and Pete was going. I mean, like they are, they are. <laughs> they really just keep saying to me. Your friend is a nightmare. You have to, <laughs> you have to control him. And, well, then, just... and then at the last thing, because I, my, I had this plan, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, which everyone yeah. agreed to do. And what, what I was going to do <clears throat> is wait for you to get to the to finish, but pretend I hadn't finished. So when you got to the final um, section, I say, "Oh, let's cross the line together." And then what I do is I try and slow it down as much as possible to then annoy the backmarkers so that they'll start having a go at you. Little did I know that the backmarkers were at a stage of being so annoyed with you. I mean, you were when you. I think the final straw for them was when it came to crossing. It came to like coming on that final stretch, and then you pretended to be injured, and then you started crawling on hands and knees across the zebra crossing, and then all the all the drivers in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they, I, I was just doing what I, I was finding the most entertaining. And obviously, what I was finding entertaining then was just uh, being as, um, well, as playful as possible, should we say. Yeah. Things we'd had such a good time, because even halfway around, they had that band with um, full orchestra. Yeah. So everyone was dancing. And, and, and so from then on, it's just the mood of it was so good. And I think they were struggling because I was being so enthusiastic about everything except moving on. <laughs> and it wasn't as if I was saying, no, I'm not going. Or yeah. um, it was just, I was just being distracted by everything that was happening there. They had a band. So then as soon as the band finished, I went up and started singing and they all joined in. We played a song together. And in fact, on Pete's video, when you can see G-Law trying to finish an entire... It, 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 it looks like a one of those water bottles that you have in an office yeah. full of beer. And G-Law is just there drinking the whole thing. And I think they just didn't know what to do because everyone was exploding with joy everywhere and just stupid ideas and causing mischief. And because the beer was so strong and there was so much of it... <laughs> It was good. Oh. The thing is, the whole mood of it was great. I, I, I honestly don't think there was like a section where you thought, "Oh, this is awful," or, or anything else like that. Because it was just, and that, and this is right. This is the other thing. Um, you know, there was only a few hundred people doing it. Imagine if there were like a few oh. thousand people doing it. It, would it be, was so good. Yeah, it was just. It was really good. The um, the other thing I, I really liked about the uh, the backmark is that even though they were really annoyed with you, I was still I was still trying to pretend that I hadn't finished. And the guy actually came up to me and checked to see whether I had finished to make sure that that I, I got oh, in front okay. of him. So even though even though you pushed them and he, his hatred for for runners must have been so so high, he was still making sure that everyone was crossing in front of it. I mean, by the time by the time you crossed, there was no one at the finish line. <laughs> well, the thing was, he was one of those guys who was clearly fed up, but every now and then would start laughing at stuff. Because he knew it was funny, and he knew he was... It was like trying to take a kid home from his own birthday party. 
And yeah. you're, just going, you're annoyed at them, but you, you can't really be annoyed because they're just having such a great time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you don't want to punish happiness. <laughs> Especially when we met up with everyone. At the, there's that, that narrow street with the band in, and everyone starts going crazy. And it, but, I mean, I didn't officially finish. I can't believe what, it. So, what happens so like subsequently? Are, are you sure that 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 they they can't have DNF'd you? Why would they have DNF'd you? Because it looked like all those all those results were. So we, I only checked about three weeks later because I wanted to see what my time actually was, and I think the last official time was around six hours fifty, and then all the times afterwards, it just had the previous time map that you'd been through. Yeah, I don't. Th- I I honestly don't think that that's you being DNF'd. I think that's um, them just stopping the timing. <laughs> yeah, it could actually. They probably just shut. So shut why it wouldn't down. they? When were they write DNF after that? They probably must have realised. Well, what's the point? Because they probably had to pack stuff up. I don't know. I I didn't see that as a DNF. Um, surely they'd write you know DNF on it or 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 pulled or something like that. Because it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't particularly clear. We should ask. Yeah. Them. You should say have because it would it would seem slightly ridiculous that that bloke went through all of that <laughs> when you were <laughs> when you were just in there because surely they just want everyone to finish and to say that they finished successfully. The thing is, all he needed to do was to have le- to leave. If if he left the beer stops and went to the next one, I'd have then gone because I'd been like, "Oop, I'm behind the back markers." It's that simple, that psychology, like child psychology. Yeah, again, it's, yeah, like it's, it's fine. Like, we'll leave you here. We're you. going home. Daddy's going home now, and you're like, "Oh no, Daddy, don't leave me." Okay, I would so, have run on. So, all right. So those are those are like the really good thing. What was there anything? negative about it i can think of one thing in particular well what, what would you what would you say was negative not enough toilets oh, oh no. yeah oh they just really weren't i mean i i needed to like go to the loo like pretty much every couple of miles and there yeah. just wasn't enough and the toilets there were i i i had to do a number two in the middle of uh, <laughs> a park with cars driving around <laughs> And I was so drunk and I was just there hanging my head down in shame, just trying to give a look of like, I know this is horrific, but I don't know what else I could do. The problem, oh, is, the problem is with that is that it's because um, it's one on a Sunday as well and you're running through town um, through a lot of it and things aren't open. Yeah. So there's no, there aren't any, there aren't enough toilets um, and there just need to be more toilets. That, that's the thing. That's the main thing. There needs to be more. To- what, always- did you have any accidents? No, no, I didn't have any accidents. No, I was absolutely yeah. fine. But it's just you just think, oh, I really do with the toilet here. And I, I'm, I was sensible in the sense that I made sure that I um, hoarded toilet paper as well, because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this is this stuff's going to run out. This is going to run out clearly and everything. And so you hoard toilet paper. You always make sure that you've got a good stock for the next. How one. many How many times do you need to go to the toilet with paper? What? Well, surely you only need toilet paper once. Oh no! I really needed it lots. Okay. Oh, you didn't take my emodium. Um, no, no, no! I didn't do. I didn't do your emodium. I'd never do your emodium thing. I don't oh, know. I that's why. I don't know why. The thing is, what do we? What do we eat the night before? It was only like some cheese and stuff, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, cheese and hams. Yeah, that's about it. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't great. But great I do prep. think I do think event is gonna. It's be, it's better than medical already. Oh, it was. It's really good, isn't it? It's yeah. really good. Um, and going back again, I just think it's going to get better and better. And 
the but the good thing was everyone was in the spirit in all all of the races there because medoc exists i think the people who came to this one were were nearly all people that had been to medoc and thought i know this is just a massive party because everyone was so friendly the whole way around there, there were some people who were dressed up who looked like they were doing it quite seriously who weren't yeah who were who were dressed up like in runners clothes and weren't like in fancy dress which I thought was a bit odd. It tends to be like uh, older runners. Um, yeah. But I thought, you know, maybe they're local or, or something like that. But the, the majority of people were dressed up. It was, it was great. It was just the, the whole atmosphere. And the whole atmosphere, considering it was only a few hundred people spread over, yeah. over that amount of space. I mean, like, there were some great highlights. Like when we went on the boat, it's only a tiny little boat we went on, but it just seemed to be just perfectly suited for the, uh, for the, for the time. The weather, the weather was all right as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the weather started. It off was okay. It wasn't brilliant, but but they, they're moving it to July. Oh no, it's June or July this year, next year. So the weather's going to be even better. Really? Yeah, because imagine that in the sunshine, it will be incredible. Be such a good event, and I think their only trouble will be what to do for accommodation. So I mean, I, if they could change it to a Saturday, I just think Saturday racing so much better. Yeah. Because they can have the whole of Sunday to recover and then go back to work without having to take. <laughs> yeah, we'd booked, we'd booked um, our train from like Brussels for like 10 o'clock the next morning. Or uh, that was... Because oh, I had to get into the office, so I actually went back to work that uh, day. Straight into the office, as, as did quite a few people. But yeah, they had that on a Saturday and in the summer. But the, the trouble will be that it was sold out in Liège. There weren't any other hotels. Yeah, it needs a... What they need to do, they need to organise like, uh, like a temporary sort of uh, runner's camp or something like that. But we came back afterwards, and it was raining. It was miserable as we finished. It was really cold. And, and as Jodie said, they packed everything up. So there was nothing really there for us. We went back and just collapsed on one bed, all seven of us. <laughs> I, I did that thing. I obviously haven't been, hadn't been trying that hard because I came back. I'm like, isn't it weird how, like, none of us are drunk? And everyone went, we are. And I'm like, oh, oh. Had you not been I'm, drinking much on the way around then? I drank loads. I drank, I drank so much, but for some reason, I hadn't, I wasn't, I didn't realise how drunk everyone was. Oh, you man. clearly were very drunk, but I didn't realise that other people were drunk. And everyone was just going, I am, I, I am so drunk. And then everyone fell asleep. It was good. That was, that was good. And I mean, it's just the strength of those beers, because I, I thought it was going to be two or three kind of, proper top-end beers, Trappist beers, and then the rest, you know, a whole load of guff. But I thought they were amazing. Oh, so great. many strong beers, so many delicious beers. And oh, just the, the glasses they poured them in, the, everything about them was, was fantastic. They could have done with a bit more food, I thought, a few more food stops. Yeah, actually, you're right. There wasn't that, that much food. There was quite a lot of food towards the end, but that really wasn't where you needed it. Yeah. Um, you needed just, well... You need something to save you up a little bit. There was some good. It, it was, actually, it was like a typical sort of French fueling thing, like a few, a few sort of nibbles, some bananas, um, oranges. Nothing really substantial, you know. When you want like chips or cake or anything, I think it was a bit of cake actually. I think I remember the cake, but yeah, it was, it was, it was great for a, for you know, for the first time that they they'd run it to have 
that yeah. level of participation. And the fact is that, you know, obviously the British contingent, you know, it had a big, uh, big impact on how successful that was as well. Yeah, I mean, it felt as if it was almost 40% Brits. Yeah. It might not, it might not have been, it might just be that all the Brits were at the back causing mischief, which wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But we'll post out Pete's video. It's really good. Yeah, I did. I did right. a. I did a. Um, I filmed myself at a few of the um, stops as well, but then my uh, phone ran out of power. So, um, yeah. So I, I do. I, I, I might post like a little thing. Um, I filmed myself as well a couple of times. Doesn't. <laughs> yeah, make... I'm sure you have, but <laughs> I don't think we want to see. That. Oh man, it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm slurring my words, and yeah, I. I because Medoc, I, I normally finish tipsy, and then you carry on in the beer tent. This, wow, yeah. I was gone by about halfway, I think. Yeah. It, needed, it just needed something. Oh, the thing is, that last stop, like Claire and Alicia were talking about uh, waffles. It'd be great if you had Belgian waffles right at the oh, end. Think, yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. And you went in, you think, oh, they said, we've got Belgian waffles. We're like, oh, that's amazing. And then you bit into this thing and you thought, what the F is this? It was disgusting. Oh, Actually, that was stuck to my head. Yeah, that was stuck to my head, didn't they? stuck to your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how that got on there. It certainly didn't didn't go for quite a long time. It's quite sticky. Oh yeah, no, that was good. That was really good. But yeah, but, it was. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, yeah. So is, is that is this the first do badder approved race? Oh, with that, I mean we've we've I'm sure we've probably approved quite a few races before. No, but this but, is but this is like under the auspices of, of do badders being there, bad boy running, attending. Oh the race. yeah. I think so. I think it has to be given the, the seal of approval because it was, it was great. And, and I think as an event with, because there's how many of us, 50, 60, do you uh, say? Yeah. If we go back again, I mean, we, we took 230 to Medoc last year. I think, well, I was talking to the guys, actually, the organisers. I don't know how much credibility I have with them anymore. <laughs> but um, we, I said to them, look, you just need to give us an allocation of 300 places for the UK and like prepare for just our group being about 300 because I don't know if it's going to be, be able to handle how many people can come next year yes. for, because it, it, the reputation is going to get round and the, everyone was having such a good time. So I think actually if, we want, if we're going to do this, we need to be the first ones to to be in touch with them so that we can just book out an entire hotel or else we're going to be left having to get back to Brussels that night or just stay in some crazy, you know, just sleeping cars. I can't see how, I don't know what else you'd do. No. So, so, um, yeah, I think we, we're, we're definitely going out next year. We'll definitely put together a big group and I might just ask them for a block booking and say, look, give me a hotel, give me 300 tickets and then we'll organise ourselves. And I'd say to every do better, as soon as the date's out, put it in the diary, because it was just just such a good occasion. Oh, it was brilliant. It was, but I, do you know, and the way, I think the way you're doing it as well, going over on the, um, on the Eurostar, yeah. that was great. Just like, sit, you know, standing Paints. together, drinking, just brilliant from like start to finish. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll go back to that pub again, because it was amazing. And uh, just respect to Scott, you know, um, good performance uh, during the event and that evening. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not going to mention anything more than that, but uh, let's just say that 
He scored a goal. He scored a goal. That's for sure. He scored a goal, but, and we all and we all saw reminders of that goal. We did. Okay, we're not saying more than that. We're not saying more than that. Um, but we, the, Pete made an incredible video, so we're going to post that out. We'll um, as soon as we know more about the dates, anything like that, we will put it in the group and we'll, uh, we'll we'll mention it on the podcast. Actually, one thing that's coming up tomorrow, they're announcing the Red Bull Steeplechase. Such remind, a good event. It? So it's the idea is every seven miles they cut the back third of the pack. Oh yeah, yeah, you have mentioned it. You've they, been they, you've been sponsored. No, no, nothing like that this year. Uh, well, I've not even asked, but I just love it. It's it's one of my favourite events, if not, and it's properly do better in the previous years. Don't know if it'll be the same this year, so I don't want to commit them to it. But they've had free bar and free barbecue at the end of the race. So it costs like something like 25 quid to sign up. You then get a hoodie when, uh, no matter when you bail out, they take you back to the finish and you then drink. So even if you're in the first group to, to bail, just means you spend longer in the bar. So wh- when is it? When is it normally? It's going to be September. They've, they've not said the exact date. Tomorrow they're going to announce it. So by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have an official date. And what I reckon we should do as do-badders, we should all um, mark down who's a do-badder doing it, make sure that someone's partner, uh, friend, is going around not running. And on the course, you can only drink, they only give out water or Red Bull. And I think at each steeple you make it through, you've got to do a, um, a Jaeger bomb. That's the, that's the do-badder way. The do-badder so, way. It's not too bad because it'll only be three Jaeger bombs by the end. So I think that that caffeine is actually going to help you just get pumped for the next section. Okay. But I think that's the do better way of doing it, I'd say. Well, I think, right, well, next week we were going to have a catch-up episode, weren't we? We were going to um, catch up with some of the stuff. But maybe it would be quite good to um, to highlight some of the stuff, some of the, some of the races coming up and everything. So, uh yeah, like in the next like six months or so, so we get an indication of uh, you know things that people might be interested in, and if there's anything that you know about, or even like let's put it out to the group: is there anything that you know sort of races people want to do that we can uh, we can suggest, or you know things that people have done that have been quite good? And, and actually, even just because we need suggestions, I've got Man versus Lakes coming up. That's it. I've got nothing else in my diary for the rest, like the whole year. Yeah, I, I, need, I need to book a bunch of races that I can then just um, uh, you know, DNS uh, when I get to them and then complain about. So I, yeah. need, to, I need to spend another 250 quid in, in race entry that I'm not going to use for me to, <laughs> for me to feel good. And also, by, this time, by next week, we should find out whether we've, um, we've won Best Podcast Audience uh, at the New Media Awards. Oh, so when is it? Are we, are we going to that? Let's are we going to go and... It's, I can't even remember what day it's on. So there's, a, this, my only worry is, a lot of these award ceremonies, unless you buy a table of tickets that costs you at least £100 per seat, you've got no chance of winning. So we is, need to make sure... Sh- that is very, very uh, cynical. Do- <laughs> it, it is, it is. Or, or you sponsor their, their magazines or whatever it may be that this is a spin-off of the awards. But yeah, so we need to make sure, if we're not there, at least some do-badders are represented. Because given that it's an, a, an award for the audience anyway, if we get do-badders there, they can then properly go to town and heckle and cause mayhem if we don't win because it can't be linked back to us because we're not there. 
but also they can go and collect the award if we if we do happen to win. But so when is it this weekend? Oh, there's a slight problem. Yeah. In the yeah. sense that <laughs> it was this weekend. Has already happened. <laughs> oh no. Ah, oh, I was free as well. Well, I take it. I take it we didn't win then. What? Oh, I don't know. How do we? What do? I, wait, wait. It says it's this eighteenth to nineteenth. Eighteenth to nineteenth. Yeah, that's the yeah. It's been, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I saw a thank you on Twitter from, I assume it was a judge saying thank you for, you know, nice to listen to your podcast, I really enjoyed it. Oh, really? So, yeah, so on Twitter he'd mentioned that, and I'd asked him which episode, and he hadn't said, because depending on which episode he oh, listened no. to, it could be we've got a chance of winning or we've got zero chance. But um, So I take it we, we haven't won then. No, I take it. No, but where? Let me let me have a look online. Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we have. Would, would we have been notified? Well, yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? I don't know how organized. Maybe we've been notified on Twitter, though. We just haven't noticed because it's all social media, and it's all about new media. Uh, wouldn't they do a thing of like, if you're not there, you wouldn't win anyway, would you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's probably that's probably why we didn't win. Oh, that's why. That's why I haven't won an Oscar. That's why I haven't won Sports Personality <laughs> of the won Year. The, won the Olympics. I haven't won the Olympics. <laughs> I haven't won Rear of the Year. You have won the Rear of the Year. I've, I've won Arse of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Rear of the Year. Not Rear of the Sadly. Context is slightly different. Oh, I don't know. I can't, find, I can't seem to find who won. Why is this, why is this a difficult thing to do? For a for a company that is all about new media, um, it's quite embarrassing if they can't actually get their messaging out. So keep your fingers crossed, two batters. We may, but probably not, have won the new media podcast well, we audience we appreciation. Clearly, we clearly haven't won it. I can't I can't see how how we find out. It doesn't seem to have a page that's updated. But the but other things coming up. We've got the park run this weekend. Oh yes. So we are going to put into the group tonight the two options we think are best. They're the two smallest parks that are actually accessible. That most of the parks that don't have enough runners are either junior ones, which I think would be a bit weird if we turned up to, or <laughs> or they're in places like Northern Ireland or quite inaccessible in scotland so we found two i think one's near brighton and one's slightly north of london so we're gonna do a quick vote in the event group so if you go on to into the facebook group for bad boy running and look for events it should be there we're gonna do a quick vote of who can make what and then the plan is once we've decided one to just push it out to as many running friends as we can to the local running clubs and just see if we can get actually a really good turnout at the park run because it would be nice for the park director if suddenly 200 people turn up yeah that'd be awesome I know park run will somehow find a way to complain about that and turn it into a negative thing but um, I just think it'd be so brilliant it'd be such good fun and the challenge now is at the moment everyone's having their names banned we've clearly been dobbed in because you had to come up with uh, your own original name for your park run certificate for your barcode but people are being kicked out people are being getting emails now saying you have to have your real name so we don't know if we've been, if we've been dobbed in or if they've just had a crackdown but that's your new challenge you have to come up with a name that is quite funny but also close enough to a real name that they're not going to know 
if it is your actual name and email. So it might require you to then make a Google Mail, a Gmail or a Hotmail email address that then matches your name so that you don't just do it at David um, to David at Hotmail. And it's obviously not your name. And just see which ones you can creep through. That's your, that's your mission that's for the new next mission. few days. The new mission is to try and creep through the eagle eye of the... Of, unless, of course, someone's listening. I mean, actually, this is the thing. Imagine someone is listening from a park run and they'll be, do, they'll be assessing it on the bait and they, you know, they're, they're actively looking for fake names. How good are you at getting a fake name across that line? And I mean, there are real people out there like Randy Lerner is a real person. So we do know that na- stupid names exist. But also, I just think there are some names where if you say them quickly, then suddenly you only get the joke then. Or if you form the gap in how the word's pronounced. Yeah. So Jan, Van, s- Jan Van Kock. I mean, that could be a real name. <laughs> it could be a real name. Absolutely. I love Jan. He's a good friend of mine, by Jan the way. Jan Van Kock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, there's a guy at my university called Can You Tan. Brilliant name. He wasn't Ginger, was he? Yeah, that, yeah, that would be good. Well, he had to change his name to Matt Smith, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> apologies to Matt again about uh, about earlier. But uh, are there any other things to catch up on this week before we uh, no, I I guess sign so. off? I think so. I think we've uh, we've we've covered the uh, what we would consider to be one of the uh, the best marathons yeah. ever created ever created and it's only going to get better as well yeah so thanks guys it's been it's been brilliant come into the facebook group um get your reviews out there you it just takes 30 seconds please it's gonna happen whether you like it or not we're gonna keep hammering on about doing it so even if you don't want to do it now at some point take one for the team do a video review remember it's bushel's best bits and when you're in a pub just find someone drunk find a tramp film them and ask them (laughs) What's your review of Bushel's best bits? Just recall what they say, even if it's one or two lines. And then the best reviews are going to be put in the Facebook group and voted on. And, that and un- unfortunately, you do then win <laughs> a copy of Bushel's best bits. Sadly, or, or, you then receive a copy. Or, but, or, know, or, or, no, 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 or what we could do is we can then send it to someone of your choice. You don't even have to receive it. You can send that to an enemy or... Uh, That's a, a great ex- idea. We could maybe even send it to to Gary Bushel. <laughs> just send it back to Mike Bushel. Just, just saying no, thank you. Yeah, oh, we're okay. Stop. Well, Mike Bushel, he might be a listener now that he's following us on Twitter. So he might, Mike, if you're listening, review your own book. But you've got to do it in the spirit of the random review. You can't actually do a genuine review of the book. You've got to go a bit left field as well. Yeah, if it's serious, then you're 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 out yeah sorry sorry Mike it's tough love tough love well thanks guys it's been um, hopefully you've enjoyed the show we've got a catch up episode next week where we'll be going through a lot of the material that's been put in the group we're going to be talking about how our book's coming along uh, stretch your healing stretch your healing yeah we'll be oh we should be giving some advice find out how the uh, park run has done whether yeah. we've whether we've won any awards oh we should be catching up on loads yeah, there's a lot to catch up on. And also, uh, we're going to be looking, previewing which races we should be signing up for yeah. uh, the, the, the coming months. So if you've got some suggestions of races that you're doing that you think we should join you at, or races that you've just, you just like the look of, or that you think are horrific and you think Jody should do, then 
<laughs> Post yeah. them in the group. Yeah, the more ridiculous, the better. I'm looking for anything like that. If you uh, if you're not a member of the Bad Boy Running po- uh, Facebook group, go to Facebook search for Bad Boy Running Podcast and apply to join, and we'll add you to the group. If you uh, haven't left a review for us on iTunes, it's really easy to do. Just uh, go on iTunes, um, search Bad Boy Running Podcast, and leave a preferably five star review. If you can leave a one star review. You've got to make it funny. That's the only thing I would say. Yeah. And uh, if you do have a song in your heart that you want to donate as the bad boy running theme tune, you can just sing it. Oh, you can get a. No, that was the whole point. I was saying we're we're going to put up we put up a donations page so you can uh, you can be a donationist to bad boy running. And so there's various things that you can donate. So you can donate either um, paying for our new um, theme tune. You can make a donation towards uh, David's uh, headset being repaired. You can, make, <laughs> you can make a donation to us getting a professional mic so you don't put up with our terrible, terrible um, language. You can make a donation to just buy us a round. Um, or you can, uh, you can make other various donations. So, so we're, very we're, organized. We will be accepting donations if, if you feel so inclined. Or, um, you know, sign up for a list... Of, if you haven't, you've missed out on a T-shirt this time. I'll be opening up the um, uh, the store for T-shirts. Probably another two, three weeks and everything. So get onto uh, get onto the notification for list for that as well. So thanks, badders. Keep on being bad. Stay we'll see bad. You next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>